Yes, welcome to NBA panel. Say I'm honored to be once again joined by NBA veteran, Grand Rapids Gold head coach, Andre Miller. Andre, what's going on? How you doing today? Everything's good. Everything's good. Um, how's the coaching experience going for you? I can't hear you. Can you, can you say that again? Yeah, how's the coaching experience going for you? It's going pretty good. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. First year, ups and downs. Just, just, just learning. Just learning how to bridge the communication gap with these, with these youngsters. But I'm, I'm enjoying the experience so far. It's what, it's what I expected. Okay. And you guys are coming off um, with the NBA also a break. Um, coming from your perspective, how was it good? How was it having um, also a break during the season for you guys to regroup? I thought, it, I thought it was pretty good. You know, um, you don't want to. Where these young guys out with all the with all the chirping and and talking and you know um, you know to them to them it's a long season so you know it was good that these guys got a got an opportunity to get a break and take a mental brain break and, and refresh and, and try to come off and finish the last ten to twelve games. You guys are coming back to a two game homestand. Um, how's the great fans at home band and arena? Wow, it's it's been up and down. You know what I'm saying. We play a lot of a lot of games that are midweek, you know. But we get a, a nice, decent turnout for for the middle of the week and, and the weather for our games. So it's, it's been decent, up and down. Okay. Um, your coaching experience. Um, how was it on the floor? You knew about this. How important is it as a coach, also having short-term memory? Because you know you can lose one, win the next three. Yeah, I mean, that that comes with it. You know, the main thing is you want to, to me, I think, just keeping the guys' ears and, and, and being positive about, you know, taking one game at a time. I think I think that's what I try to preach, just, you know, going out and being the best version of yourself and and um, going out and, and making a name for yourself and keeping things simple with the fundamentals. So, you know, we we understand. You know what our what our roster and and you know turnover and stuff with different players coming in and out. You know, sometimes you you're gonna you're gonna struggle a little bit. But you know, for the most part, we've we've showed signs of ups and downs. We have a lot of young guys, and we've been in some games. We've been in in some really good games, and we just you know focus wise can't can't sustain and, and pull out some of the wins. But we've had we've had some good wins this year. Um, the NBA G League has created a new path for players in the NBA. I mean, everyone from the alpha to the, end, to the person on the end of the bench is talented and it was selected. Um, how, what's your overall thoughts on NBA G League and the path it's created? I like the G League. It, it's, it's definitely a huge difference between the the G League and and, and the NBA, and, and as far as the the talent, the IQ, the work ethic, but. You know, this is these guys just like the European guys overseas. You know, everybody's dream is is to play to the NBA, but you know that there is a, a, a eye on these guys. You know, I think every team in the NBA is always looking for, you know, an X factor or a guy that they can find on the G League level that can possibly come in and and help. And and I think the talent that's there is is just what teams are looking for on the on the next level. Um, I want to say congratulations. Um, you were selected to the South Carolina Basketball Hall of Fame class. How was that? How was that experience for you? If you have, you oh, have that, some great company, some great company. <laughs> you know what, man? It's an honor, man. There's it, so many, so many talented ball players that come out of Los Angeles County and come out of California, and 
yeah. you know, to be homegrown and, and know the history of basketball from, you know, the area that I come from and, and be considered on that level, man. It's a, it's a super honor, man. It's one of the better honors that I can receive, you know, as far as, you know, becoming older and, and, and just reflecting on, you know, how basketball was growing up till now. And it, it's just great to be put in that class. Um, today's game, load management is under the light all the time with players resting, some for um, good reasons, some for not. Um, during the 17, 17, career, 10, 17 year career, you were known for not taking days off. Um, if you played in today, today's era, you would be looked at as a role model for players load managing. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it sucks, man. You know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it at all. Um, I think it hurts the game. Um, and, you know, so many different ways you can, you can look at the, the good and the bad. But, you know, when you're a kid growing up and you watch TV and you have dreams of, of getting to the next level and playing at that level and then you reach that level and then all of a sudden you, sudden you become complacent, you settle, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's easy to say, you know what, I, I don't feel like doing nothing today. And, you know, yeah, there are some legitimate injuries and, you know, there is a long season, but if you look at it, you know, you know, teams don't practice hard anymore. Teams don't practice hard anymore. Uh, it's, you know, the travel and everything, the, the, the coaching staff and, and management and, and personnel, they, they, they understand what, what, how long a season is. So, you know, they slow, slow down and, and the practices are not as competitive and hard. And, you know, now, you know, you got to just throw these guys out in the fire because you can't really see what they can do because you don't, you don't compete hard in practice. So, I don't like it. I don't like it, you know, because I think it's hurting the brand. Right. I think it's, hurt, I think it's hurting the brand. And then on top of that, you know, the fans pay money. The fans pay money to come see these guys play. And then you get to a city and you expect to see a guy play. And you're like, oh, he's not playing. Why? Oh, he, he's taking the day off. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how it, 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 it sucks. It, 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 it irritates me personally, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, these guys, these guys – that are playing now, you know, the guys that came before us paved the way for these guys to get paid so much money, so much money. And then you yeah. got a guy go get 150, 200 million. And then the guy play 40, 45 games, 50 games in the season. He basically taking like a month, month and a half off, right. you know, because it's some kind of injury or, Oh, well, we're just going to hold him out for this game. So it, it sucks. I, it irritates me. Yeah, and you were you 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 were always are a student of the game. Well, how was it for you learning some pretty great like implementing what you saw into your game? It came almost to them. I mean, I I was a student of the game, and if you watch, you know, the players that you know, the players that of my generation, and you know how, and I I don't know, I haven't talked to them, but I'm sure they watched a lot of basketball growing up. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you know, the weekend you watch Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson, basketball was always on TV and yeah. You know, once once you once you saw those guys playing basketball and, and, and you learning, after you watched the game, you went outside and emulated it. You copied it. You know what I'm saying? You go outside on the playground, you, you, whether you're playing in the YMCA league or whatever, you're emulating what you saw on TV and, and taking something from each player that you saw. 
And that's how that's how I became a good player. You know, I had my own type of game, but there were certain players that, you know, I just copied and, and, and I applied what they did to my game and it made the game easy for me. And and just watching, you know, the game was fun and, you know, they, they shared the ball. It was team basketball. And that's all, you know, that, that made everybody's job easier. You always wanted somebody to play with you that said, you know what, he's going he's gonna to get me the ball. He's going to play the right way. And, you know, times have changed now, you know, some some for the good, some for the bad, but, you know, that's how I learned and, and became a student of the game. The two parts of your game that stood out to me personally was it was the confidence on the floor, your pass your passing ability, your passing position was crazy. As you mentioned, you're throwing lobs for mid court, you're finding guys, other guys moving over the seat. Also you put in work in the post. And sometimes sometimes you're undersized, but you stayed down and putting in work. I watched many of your games, especially when you're playing with different nuggets, you went to work in the post. And Carl 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 loved that about you. Yeah, man. It was, again, you know, it was a part of the game that, you know, I, I took advantage of all parts of the game where I thought I could be effective. And, um, you know, you know, I, I loved passing the ball. I, I knew I could score the ball any time because I had the ball in my hand. But, you know, you know, my specialist, my specialty was passing the ball and, and making guys around me better. And, you know, I, I took pride in that. I always wanted my teammates to see that, you know, I'm going to be available. I'm going to help these guys get the ball. I'm going to be dependable. And, and, and then all the other stuff, you know, is, is my feel for the game went. And during the game, you know, hey, maybe I'll find my way down to the post and and use that as an advantage if a team is in a penalty or something like that. So, you know, that's, that's just being a student of the game, watching watching the guys before me. Yeah, your your unselfishness showed on the floor also. A lot of players are ball dominant, and you step in the pass, and they don't they shoot. But you you were you were unselfish, and you had to be a ball. You you were you weren't ball dominant, but when you had the ball in your hands, people always had to know to expect a pass coming at any moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I wasn't the one to to pound the ball. You know, I think I knew when a a, a little bit of dribbling was too much. You know, right. I you know. It, at, at some point, you're dribbling too much. That means the focus is going to be more on you to, right. make the, to make the right decision. The more you dribble, the more the focus is going to be like, hey, this guy's dribbling a lot. Uh, yeah. Hey, hopefully he does something good with it. That's a lot of pressure right, right. there. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's a lot yeah. of pressure. So, um, you know, just keeping the game simple. And, you know, your teammates will work hard for you if, if they know that you're going to get them, them the ball and you're, you're selfless. Yeah, and also as you dribble more, the shot clock dribbles, the shot clock dribbles down, and the defense is able to set itself more, knowing you only have one or a couple more options you can do, and that's yeah. also a detriment to the offense. Exactly. Um, the beauty of the NBA draft. Um, do you still think about your experience? Yeah, I, I think about my experience, you know, all the time. Um, you know, kind of past it now, but you know, I have my moments every every year when you watch the draft. You be like, man, yeah, you know, hey. Twenty-something years ago, I was walking across the stage, and it, it don't, it don't like, it don't seem real. It doesn't seem real at all. And and now you look at like, man, some of these guys that are playing in the NBA now was just being born. Right. You know what I'm saying? When I when I was going through my experience, but it was a it was a dream come true. It was a dream come true. Um, you know, I bust my butt and gave as much as I could to the game. You know, um, 
I brought my family and friends along with me for the journey just, you know, because we all had dreams of, you know, that. So, you know, whatever right. I went through, you know, I shared it with family and friends, you know, the experience, uh, the stories, you know, the myths, whatever you want to call it. It, it was a dream. It was a dream come true. Oh, for a lot of Indian for a lot of Indian fans, they see a lot of trees going on now and back then and don't understand the true the true aspect of why they happen. Um you as a player you see the business side and the player side. A lot of people don't see that. They just see some some players on trades or some organizations trade players, but they don't understand both sides of the game. Yeah, they don't. You know, and, and you know, when you're in the moment as a player, you know, uh, for me I was a hundred percent committed, so you know, I tried to ignore the business of basketball. So every time I was traded, it was kind of like a shock, you know, like, like, because I didn't want to. I didn't want to pay attention to the business part of it, and and that's one thing I do give give the youngsters credit for in today's uh, in today's game is that they don't allow, you know, management agents, you know, and so forth to manipulate them to the point where they lose focus on the business side of it. Right. You know, some of our generation players, you know, me included, you know, are so caught up in, you know, hey, I love this game, I love this game, you know, I'm going to give 100% to it, you know what I'm saying? And and then after the fact, we're like, man, you know what, they didn't even appreciate me. Right. You know what I'm saying? These guys, these youngsters now, they don't they don't care. They, it's, it's business first for them, and they have other interests in basketball, you know, like, hey, for us, you know, we're playing. If if we wasn't 100% wake up, eat, drink, sleep basketball, if we didn't wake up with that mentality, you wasn't 100% committed. And, and management and coaches looked at that, you know what I'm saying? So, and they used it against you. Now, you know, these guys got other interests, like, hey, I'm going to go start me a clothing line. I'm going to, you know, they have yeah. other interests and they're more – I wouldn't say more business savvy, but they understand, like, you know what, you're not going to take advantage of me. I have other interests, and and you know what, I'm going to do to you what you would do to me. Hey, if, you, if you're going to trade me, hey, I just load management. I won't right. play as much. And, you know, I use, hey, 24 points, 10, 11 rebounds. Oh, that's great, you know. And I sit out, and then I get my money and go right. about my business. And if I don't like the way things are, then I'll just ask for a trade. And yeah. it's from the regular players to the superstars. Um, chemistry in the NBA is very important. Um, when you want, your runs with Denver Nuggets were so special. Um, you guys run off three, three years in a row, part of that Denver Nuggets team with Melo, Jalen Smith, and crew. Um, how's it playing on the team with that such chemistry as that? It makes it easier for everybody. Well, I mean, I, I played with guys that the IQ level, the IQ level was high. You know, and and the fun thing, you know, about that team was that guys love basketball. You know, we didn't allow we didn't allow the off the court distractions or, you know, whatever you want to call it, get in our way. Right. Guys, guys actually loved the game and and and, and went out and, and played for each other. And, and you know, unfortunately, you, you have the media that kind of throw a little wrench in and and try to divide the team, but. You know, for the most part, it was a, it was a good group. Yeah. Andre, thank you so much for your time again. Good luck with the rest of the season. I was a pleasure speaking with you, bro. Thank you very much. You have a good day, brother. You too. All right. All right.
Yes, that was NBA veteran, Grand Rapids Gold head coach Andre Miller. Thanks for joining me. Catch you next time.